Welcome to another episode of Fund Ready, the podcast where we provide valuable insight and guidance to small business owners on obtaining financing and growing their business. I'm your host, Heidi Jai, and today we have two special guests joining us. First, we have Fabian Banalcozar, a senior underwriter at GNEC, who is helping us today understand the significance of personal credit to lenders and how to build your business credit. We also have Jada Audric, the owner of Elevate Lounge, a GNEC client who will share firsthand her experience with personal and business credit during her loan process and business journey. Welcome, Fabian and Jada. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So Fabian, let's start with you. So many small businesses <laughs> always wonder like why personal credit is so important to lenders. Can you just share some insight around that? Yeah. So personal credit allows any particular lender to get a, 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 a peek at a person's ability to pay their bills on time. It, uh, it's sort of kind of like your report card, if, if you would try to make a simple analogy, right? It tells the, the decision maker by just looking at a simple report, uh, a summary of what your payment history has been like. And so, of course, having good credit leads to better lending decisions. And of course, having good credit means that you probably get favorable terms and will allow more opportunities for you as a business owner when you have good credit to be able to get the capital that you need for your business. Okay, so that's that's super helpful. So like, what are the next steps that a business owner can take to build their personal credit or improve their chances on getting a loan from what you just said? Yeah, so if you think about, you know, the analogy that I made earlier, right, that your credit report is like a, a report card. And you think back of on your school days, right? Preparation is key. So, you know, being prepared, making sure that you do your homework, right? Making sure that you pay your bills on time, making sure that you do the proper things to, to have a high credit score be reflected on your report card is really what you, what, what you need to do on a daily basis. So that is such that your credit will reflect positively, right? But what happens to those individuals that Maybe perhaps they are, didn't manage credit or didn't see the importance of credit until recently, right? What can they do to, to make sure that they bump up that score as, as, as high as possible? So one of the things that you can do is you can maintain or, or get your credit utilization ratio as low as possible. What, what does credit utilization mean? It means the percentage of usage compared to the maximum credit available on your credit card. So a simple example, if you have a credit card that is that has a $1,000 limit, you should be no more or you should owe no more than about 300 on that credit card. So how do you do that, right? The, the simplest, easiest way is try to pay that debt that you have that may be affecting your credit utilization rate as, as quickly as possible. Bring that debt to a 30% in relationship to the maximum credit that you have available. And that will have an, an immediate impact can you do anything about the late payments? Yes, of course. You can call the credit bureaus and you can try and fight that. There's a lot of gimmicks online, so just don't fall prey to those of uh, folks that say that they can take anything off of, you, of your credit report. Your credit report is your credit report. It's going to show what happened. Um, if you have a legitimate reason or if you notice that your credit report is, in fact, reporting something erroneously, 
then you have the right to go ahead and call those credit bureaus and get that removed. But if something happened because you did it, it happened, you did it. The best thing you could do about that is try to build as much positivity around it such that those flaws that you had in the past become less and less of an impact. So, I mean, those are just kind of some quick tips, right? We could have a whole conversation about how to impact your credit and how to better your credit, but I'm fearful that that, that would take a, a few hours to go through. So no worries, no worries. What are some like top three resources that someone can use to better their personal credit that you can say real quick, and then we can give them a list of, of different resources? So number one is, of course, monitor your credit, right? You got to keep an eye on what's happening. It's sort of like your report card, right? And again, I keep going back to that analogy. If you just wait to the end of the marking period to say, oh, look at that, you know, I'm not doing too good in this class, then by that point, it's too late, right? So, but if you're constantly coming up to the teacher and saying, hey, how did I do on that test? If you're keeping track of, you know, you're doing your homework on time and so on and so forth, then your results are going to be a positive grade. Same thing with credit. So how do you keep an eye on your credit report? Well, there is this website that everybody, absolutely everybody should use. It's called annualcreditreport.com. Three words combined, all meshed in together, no spaces. I'll repeat it, annualcreditreport.com. It is a free website that all the credit bureaus are forced to report your credit history uh, to this website. And, And so it does not cost you anything. You can sign in and get your free credit report once every 12 months to make sure that you're keeping an eye on it. So the way that I would do it is there are three credit bureaus, Equifax, Rancini, and then Experian. I would, the first time I would get all three in one shot so I can see what's going on. The, this, by, by the second time, I would do it in uh, every four months. I would get my Experian first. Four months later, I would get my Equifax. Four months later, I would get my TransUnion. That way I can keep a constant look throughout the year, right? I don't have to wait 12 months to get it. So that is by far and foremost the best thing you could do. It's not going to give you a FICO score, but it will give you your what's happening in your credit. And of course, if you find something wrong there, it also gives you an opportunity to fight back. Awesome. So we're talking about personal credit and then we're talking about business credit. Obviously, you know, you you said earlier that people to apply for a loan, people can use their personal credit, especially if they're just starting out. What is the difference between the personal and the business? And what steps does somebody need to take in order to build business credit? Good question. So personal credit is reflected, like like it says on, on the title, on the personal experience, right? Or, or, or the personal interaction with your creditors. And so anything that is attached to your social security number or your ITIN number, that will be reflected on your personal credit history. Anything that is attached to your business through its ITIN EIN number, the employer identification number, that's a number that you get from the IRS once you form a company and you want to have that entity be recognized as as an entity for federal and state tax purposes. When you get that EIN, which is equivalent to a social security number for, for the individual, but in this case, the EIN is for the business. Anything that you, that is reported using that EIN affects your business credit. Now, personal credit is, is involuntary, right? It is automatic. That would be a better way of, uh, of explaining it. So w- whether you're paying your credit on time, whether you're being late, uh, whether you're using a lot of it or a little bit of it, all of that stuff is automatically reported to your personal credit history 
Once you take out a credit card, it's under your name, it's under your social security number, it will show up on your credit report, okay? Business credit, not so much. So business credit is actually something that you have to proactively seek. You got to go out and you got to get, number one, you got to register your company. Number two, you got to get an EIN number. So now you have an entity to which that business experience, credit experience is going to reflect too. And and so, of course, you got to go out and, and find out, well, what do I report that business credit to, right? How do I make sure that my business credit is properly being reported? Well, there is a company called Dun & Bradstreet, DMB, that provides what's called a Dun's number. And that is your case number with Dun & Bradstreet or your ID number with DMB so that they can, in fact, collect this data and report it to the creditors. You can seek out getting a Dun's number through Dun & Bradstreet. You can actually go out to Experian Business, Experian, just like Experian for Personal, also does it for business. You could go to them and find out what their requirements would be like to make sure that your credit, your business credit is reported. Same thing, Equifax, they have as well information in terms of reporting your, your small business or your business credit. And then if you want resources to learn a little bit more, because obviously we're short on time here, and like I said, we can speak for hours about the topic, you can go to the SBA and find out, hey, what are some key resources that are available for me to form a, a solid business credit history? Again, you want to do that when you have a business because the better your credit score, the better your credit history, the more favorable your terms would be when you're accessing capital. Awesome. And just because you mentioned Dun & Bradstreet, it's only fair to plug in that GNAC offers a backstop program, which is a back office support program for one year. And we offer three different tracks. And one of the tracks is track two, which is business credit building services with Dun & Bradstreet. So we partner with Dun & Bradstreet where they basically go over the credit builder basics and they help you build your business credit. And for more information, you can contact our program director, Al Alvarez. It's just alvarez.genec.org for more information. You can also find them on our website too. Exactly. If you go on the GNEC website and you go to the About Us section, you'll see his wonderful photo just so you know who you're talking to. We'll also link this on the end of the podcast as well. And now to introduce Jada, since we have the basics around business credit and personal credit, you as a GNEC client have experience in learning about that when you were applying during the loan process. Just please, you know, give us an introduction of who you are. We know that you're the owner of Elevate Lounge. Just say your spiel and then talk to us about your experience during the loan process around that. So, yes, so I'm Jada and I own Elevate Lounge, New Jersey, which is a concierge service where we provide bartenders, caterers, personal chefs, and entertainment for private events across the tri-state area, private events of all sizes. So that's my business. And this is this is a really good topic for me to speak on because I'm on both sides of the conversation for someone who is in, was and sort of still is in credit repair and building to you know, have the best credit that I can have. So I I used to have excellent personal credit. I'm going to just be really candid with this conversation. I used to have excellent personal credit, bought my house, got an excellent rate. And then I ran up my credit cards, buying appliances and furniture because I wanted my house to be like fully furnished. And I figured, 
all right, well, I already have everything I need. I could take my time and just rebuild my credit. No big deal. I have everything I need. Well, I was wrong because I started my business. So when I decided to start my business and I said, okay, well, I could use a business loan to do, you know, some things that I want to do with my business. And that's where it hit me. And so, so that's when I wasn't able to get the sizable loans that I'm used to being approved for, you know, I was used to being approved for whatever I wanted. I always got a yes. So then I got a string of no's <laughs> and I was just like, okay, so now I got to double back and clean up the mess and repair and get myself back on track. So, you know, like Fabian said, I love the analogy of the report card. And that that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I'm always checking my credit score, just seeing how it's improving because now I'm cleaning up, you know, the debt and paying down debts that I've incurred over the years. So constantly monitoring it is extremely important. And then also just, you know, possibly, you know, if, if you catch any type of, there's so much identity theft. So just monitoring your credit report to make sure there's nothing that should not be on there. So you can, you know, remedy the situation before you get into a situation where you want to apply for a loan or apply for anything that that requires a, a credit check. And then that holds you up, you know, or, or cause you to be denied for what you're looking for. So, well, I'm glad you're doing your homework. Back to Fabian. As a GNEC underwriter now, an application like Jada's comes through. What is the process like for an organization like ours versus um, another bank or other entity? So we are in a unique situation, right? Because we're looking at the smaller companies, the companies that are perhaps not don't have access to that capital through conventional means. They go to their local bank, their local bank is saying no. And so we are here to kind of bridge that gap between what currently is an unbankable client to get them to a bankable state, right? And so what happens is that we look at personal credit. It is the only credit that we can really safely assess. Perhaps the business is not big enough yet, or perhaps the business is just starting out. Perhaps the business is less less than two years in, in functioning. And so they haven't had the chance to build business credit yet. So we look at personal credit and through personal credit, we're able to assess what the probabilities of repayment are like, right? So obviously the higher the personal credit, um, the better, right? Because in that way we are certain that, hey, this person has, you know, the 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 experience and and they are accustomed to making their payments on time. But we also understand that life happens. I mean, just like Jada explained before, you know, nobody is immune to life happening. It, it happens to all of us. We have had cases where folks have come in with a very low FICO score and we've approved them. And, and the reason is because we look beyond just the number, right? It's about understanding the credit overall. And when we look at this particular client, as an example, was a young lady that had a two or three year gap of, of total and absolute tragedy, one thing after another. And as I heard the story, I'm like, man, I, I pride myself on having a good credit history, but I would be in the same spot that she's in because, again, this personal tragedy happened over a two-year span. Prior to that, she had perfect credit history, about a 20, 25-year experience overall. So prior to her perfect credit, two years, totally and absolutely bonkers everywhere, was just late in collections and so on and so forth. And then about six or seven months, 
before she came to see us, she had managed to get herself back on track again. So I can see that, hey, something happened, right? The credit score doesn't see the human side of it. They just, it's an algorithm. It's a mathematical equation. You had some bad debts. You're going to have a bad score. We take a look at it from a, a human perspective. And, and we ask the questions like, tell me what happened. You know, why, why did this happen? How was it resolved? And how are we going to prevent this from happening again? And if you're able to answer those questions, you know, we're, we're pretty lenient. No, he's absolutely right, because that that was that was essentially, you know, a very similar situation for me. And I went into GNAC, you know, requesting, you know, a, a sizable amount. And then when they looked at everything and they were like, you know, we can't give you what you're asking. for, But, you know, because we believe in this business model and we hear your story and we see you, we can give you X amount. So I was still able to be granted a loan that was very beneficial and helpful for me with my business. And at that time, I I had only been in business less than a year. And so they really saw me and really believed in my story. And, you know, two years later, you know, I'm, you know, my payments have been made on time to GNAC every month and my business is, is still growing. So because they gave me that chance that I needed to take my, you know, to continue to grow my business, it was very beneficial into why I'm where I am today. That's so great to hear that there's other resources for people to use and they don't need to stop by just looking at their credit score and saying, well, I'm most likely not going to get approved. The moral of the story is do your homework, do your best to fix that. And then somebody will ask you what happened, what's your story, and will potentially allow you to start or grow your business the way that you need to. So that's that's really great to hear. Fabian, any last uh, notes or comments or advice that you would like to give our listeners before we close? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, always look at it from the lender's perspective whenever you're looking at applying for capital, right? There was a matter of fact, I'll give you a perfect example. There was a young lady who submitted an application yesterday. I reviewed the application, reviewed the credit history, and I said, no way, I can't. I can't. Part of my job as an underwriter is to do the bad stuff, right? <laughs> to to have to do the, the hard work, which is calling up a client and saying, look, I looked at everything and I'm sorry, I can't help you. And, and she was very receptive and she said, what can I do to improve my chances to, to so that next time when I apply, whether it's with you or elsewhere, what are you looking at? Why are you making that decision? And then we spent about a good 45 minutes on the phone and I went through everything and she explained what happened and so on and so forth. And she had answers for it. She had documentation for everything. And so every negative item that, that happened, she was able to explain and she was able to provide documentation for it. So to me, that, you know, unfortunately, the, the answer is still no for that particular situation. But to me, that's somebody that is ready. And I told her, I said, do me a favor. Make sure that you pay your bills on time over the next six months. Come back to me in six months. Because if I see that there's an improvement on your credit history, if I see that you're doing things the right way, I'll give you a chance. You know, right now, it's not the time, but you're doing the right thing. And, and that's what I would leave off as a, as a, I guess, as a point of advice, right, to the folks that are listening today. And that is that, you know, it's never okay to just say, hey, it's not my fault. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's always better to say, this is what happened. And here's the evidence I can show you why, you know. And if you do that and, and you monitor your credit through applications like annualcreditreport.com, 
you can keep an eye on your credit and you can start doing the work and doing the research to make sure that when somebody asks a question, you have the evidence to be able to back that up. So that, that's my take as an underwriter. You know, that's just, I'm, I'm the evil guy. Not so evil. You're listening to people's stories. So the underwriting <laughs> process, yo, no, 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 that's, that's a scary process. It's a scary process. <laughs> in the longest of that phase, it's like, I'm like, am I going to make it? But to, yeah, I want to piggyback on what Fabian said, because again, I can relate to that situation when I started getting those no's and I wasn't used to getting no's. I was used to getting approved for whatever I wanted. I asked those same questions. Like, okay, so what are you saying? Like, oh, and what, what do I need to do to get that yes? And so once I understood that, now I have my action plan, which is, you know, in process right now. You know, it's, it's paying down, you know, my debts, paying down my credit card debts. The debt to income ratio has to make sense. These are all these things that I kept hearing. And I said, okay, this is what I need to do to make sure I'm in position to get that yes. And now it, I'm in a better place because now it's not so like, I feel like it's it's like a rush situation where it's like I have to I apply and I'm, I feel like I need the I need to get that approval. Now it's just like I'm okay and I'm able to do things at a comfortable pace while I'm building my credit back up. So then when it is time for me to apply, it won't be so much pressure on me because I'll be able to get approved and I won't just feel like you know, like if I don't get approved, what am I going to do? So that that's a that's a stressful spot to be in. So now I put myself in a position where I can take my time to build while I'm still running my business. So that's definitely something I want listeners to take. I think every a lot of what we said is some good takeaways from this conversation, even from me being on the, the end of being an, an applicant, you know, applying for a loan. I would have learned a lot from this conversation. Well, I'm so glad that you guys were both able to be here today. This is great advice from both of you. And I really hope that our listeners take away from this very important and valuable conversation that we had here today. Another thing that I think people need to understand too when it comes to business credit is that if you have you, in order to establish business credit, your personal credit has to be on point. So once that's on point, then you can start establishing your business credit. And then, so you wanna probably give yourself about three to six months for your business credit to build before you can start utilizing that as a way to apply for funds. And like what Fabian mentioned, getting your DMB, your dozen bash, brand street number is the beginning of that. And then what I found is companies like Uline and Quill seem to be like the go-tos for people building their business credit because they don't have mid terms, I believe. And you're able to just order from them and then they will report back to Duns and Bradstreet. And that's a way that you'll start be, to be able to build your business credit and it helps up where you can eventually kind of like separate it and start you know, applying for business funds through your business name, which is a goal of mine as well. So I'm in that process you know, of getting to that point and building my business credit. So I just think that was something that people should know as well. You know, one of the things that, that I do find that a lot of people ask is, you know, they, they, they come to me and they say, well, I'm going to build business credit because my personal credit is so horrible that I might as well start over, but I want to start over with, with business credit. Just be cautious, right? And, you know, to anybody listening that that is thinking in that fashion, you can't get away from your personal credit, okay? Your entity at the end of the day, it ties down or comes back to your your person, to your social security number. That's how you were able to get your EIN number. So you can't escape it. Lenders nowadays will want a personal guarantee 
they're always going to pull your uh, personal credit history. They will see your personal credit score. So they will know. And in the best way, like what Jada said, is build upon your personal credit first. Once you do that, then work on your business credit, but build both of them and keep both of them. Don't just focus on one to kind of overshadow the other. You got to keep both of them going, but you start with personal credit. It is imperative that your personal credit that you work on and you keep an eye on it. It is it is like brushing your teeth. You you gotta you know you gotta do it. You gotta do it every day. You gotta go get that checkup every you know six months or every year so that you have healthy, long lasting teeth. That's the only way to do it, right? It's it's tedious, but and it's time consuming. But if you want to build a successful business, if you want to have access to capital, business lines of credit, by the way, are are huge compared to personal credit, right? Where you may be able to get a five or ten thousand dollar credit card, you may be able to get a business credit card at fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, a hundred thousand, which will have a tremendous impact on your business. But you will never be able to get there if your personal credit is not where it needs to be. Well thank you both for sharing some great insight. Hopefully our listeners will be able to take these tools and do their homework to build their personal credit in order to get their business credit. So I appreciate you both taking the time and us getting the underwriter's perspective as well as a client perspective. If anybody wants more details about GNEC's technical assistance that can support you through your business journey, even if it's just a conversation around your personal credit, you can visit www.gnec.org backslash technical dash assistance or contact Al Alvarez, GNEC's program director to inquire. I'm pretty sure there's somebody in our office that can sit down and talk you through the loan process and the credit process. And now to close out, thank you so much for tuning in to Fund Ready. Join us next time as we talk about small business ideation. And just remember, that if you're fund ready, success is just around the corner. <laughs>